Hello, and welcome to the Old Farm Bus Podcast. This is the back of the bus session. Hello and welcome to the Old Farm Bus Back of the Bus Sessions podcast. Today, I've got a new mate on here with me. We've been having a laugh already. I'm really enjoying your energy, so I'm going to welcome you straight aboard, Philippa Steele. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's carnage on this bus when I edit it because I put a crowd noise oh. in. Confetti. <gasps> it looks brilliant. So oh, I should have done more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bubbles. Yeah, oh, all of it. Put oh, all mate. of it on. Thank you for coming today. Thank you for having me. The reason I got in touch with you is because of Dean Jackson. Yes. And that was BBC introducing. And I was, you know, eagerly waiting to listen to me send. <laughs> yes, weren't you? Because your track was after mine was it or was it just oh maybe i was before i I think you were just before yeah yeah maybe i was before and then i started cooking dinner and getting everything ready for the fam celebrating (laughs) and and you came on and it was just really beautiful one of those moments where it went from background to i need to listen to this oh wow (laughs) see what's cracking off thank Um, you yeah really talented music Always been a part of your soul? Yes, definitely. The biggest part of your soul or? I I think the integral part of my soul. Um, oh, nice. I know. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Like, it sounds really cheesy, but it like, it's such a massive part of my identity. Mm. Um, my mum always tells me, oh, you were singing in your cot before you were speaking properly, <laughs> which is nice. Apparently they went on holiday camping or something and the people next door to them were like, oh, we can hear your baby singing away in a little thing. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Do you so, know what you were sort of trying to sing? Was your mum and I dad singers or anything? So you were co- imitating what maybe. they were doing? They both love music. Um and yeah, mum like sings around the house all the time. So maybe I was just bit of Frank Sinatra. Oh um, <laughs> no, more like the Beautiful South. Mm. That kind of vibe. Okay. Yeah. Are quite big influences in your life, mum and dad. Yeah, definitely. In in all aspects of who you are, or just more the musical um, side of your nature. I, I think all aspects. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah. Quite a close family, I'd say. Really. Yeah. Okay, and in your days, you say music's a massive part, the, the integral part of your soul. Uh, do you listen to that mainly, or are you listening to other things? So, um, I go through phases, and I do, I don't know, I I go through times where I'm like, all I can listen to is talking. Mm. So, I was saying to you earlier about being obsessed with podcasts. So, you've never been on one, though? No. First so one. excited. Yes. <laughs> Dream come true. <laughs> But you you listen to a lot then. Yeah, and I just love like going for a walk or going for a jog mm. or something and just having a podcast on. And I don't know, it just, it, I find it really comforting. Mm. But then on the other side, um, then I'll be like obsessed with listening to music or just, uh, I'm very quite sensitive in my mood though. So if mm. there's a song on that I really I'm like absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it takes me quite a while to find what I want to listen to get quite selective in that oh yeah not really thought about that before but i am so similar Mm. with um conversations and podcasts yeah i can quite easily accept oh just click to one yeah i'm fine i'll settle in that's brilliant yeah but with music i get really irritable yeah if i've 
pick the wrong one and I'm trying to do a workout. Yeah. Oh, it's not. I'll have to stop and I get frustrated. I'm like, no, it's not the streets I need now. No, it's not Lion King. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, so I did, um, this is like an extreme example, but I did a marathon mm. and I had picked what I thought I wanted to listen to in like the last mile or something. And it came on and I was like, no, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> You're not. You're already in the height of exhaustion. I was so just awful and I was like no I'm not feeling good this is not what I want at all and it oh it's, it's just annoying isn't it it's really distracting when it's not the right thing that's beautiful did you start off with podcasts with the marathon no and I wish I had oh. I wish I'd known they were a thing when I did it um I think it just would have really helped me because I get it's boring isn't it when you're doing like a long walk or something like a big workout and sometimes you need the adrenaline mm. or like a passionate thing to like push you but that can't last for hours and hours so uh, yeah I wish I'd wish I'd thought about this what what do you tend to listen to then podcast wise let's go down first so what hooked me in was Brene Brown oh she's great oh, yeah. yeah I like her yeah so I listened to both of those and then because of who she had on the show um, I then started listening to various different people mm. and like also their audio books as well. Did she go on a Russell Brand podcast? I oh, believe. I think she did. I haven't mm. listened to that though. I, I, that that was where I reckon, because oh. I think I'd seen a TED talk as well. Yes. So yeah. it went from Russell Brand to her TED talk to let's go and find out what she's about. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I love her stuff. Yeah. What What's her sort of main conversational point um she's oh my god get it right yeah, yeah. <laughs> if she ever watches it she'll be like no. no um uh so she's a vulnerability and shame researcher kind of emotions researcher and a lot of her work um that's like the central theme but there's loads of branches that she kind of delves into um but on her podcast one of them's called Unlocking Us and the other one's called Dare to Lead, mm. um, which I think is primarily primarily like the focus was to me to be like leadership and professional, which often crosses over into personal life, doesn't it? Mm. Um, but I find just both of them, firstly, really therapeutic and calming to listen to because they kind of talk about those things that you're like, oh, I kind of feel like that. And they talk about it and then you're like, oh, that's what that is and mm. put names to things. And I just find it really helpful for like sorting out my brain. Um, and then, yeah, I've just found them really useful for like learning about myself. It sounds really like, oh, my spiritual journey. <laughs> but um, I do think that's helped me a lot, certainly with my creative stuff, just getting to know myself better and understanding mm emotions and stuff so yeah were you always somebody that was a thinker oh yes really yeah and spent a lot of time in your head yeah and it's really funny you say that so my sister's um kind of mother-in-law the first I hadn't met her at all and Jen had showed me a picture of her or something and she said oh she's a deep thinker really yeah and Jen was like what are you talking about but I'm like no she's right <laughs> <laughs> have I got that look of just like vacant <laughs> so, so how old, that's funny how old were you when you discovered podcasts then oh you this is really recent, recent. like start of the pandemic because I was walking and I was like I need something to just I can't be bothered with music right now I don't want to listen to the radio because they're talking about covid yeah yeah uh yeah so it was not very not that long ago what two years no 
yeah, two years Probably ago. about two years yeah. now. Yeah, time's lost all meaning now, hasn't yeah. it? It has, yeah. <laughs> Before lockdown, I don't know what that even means. No, no. <laughs> um, that's interesting because if you've always been sort of quite a, a deep thinker yeah, and spent a lot of time in your head yeah, but didn't have maybe podcasts as a solace or anything like that, mm. did you feel quite lost uh, always thinking and then believing maybe I'm the only one that thinks like this. And then when you listen to podcasts and go, oh, these are really natural, normal emotions and feelings, and you gain that understanding other people go through this, mm. that's helped you through that. But prior podcast then, was it, did you feel a bit lost? I, I don't know about lost, but definitely like al- alone in that sense. Yeah. Um, and I guess... You know, when you just kind of react to things in a certain way and you think, oh, that's just me, that's just my personality. Um, but then when you hear other people talking about something and you're like, oh, actually, that's that's how I feel, that's what I do. And mm. you're like, oh, it's just, that's, like you said, other people go through that or yeah. have that response and stuff. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I used to listen to... Um, I, this is why I wonder if it's a comfort thing as well. Like when we were really young, when we were going to sleep, if we couldn't sleep, we'd have story tapes on. Oh, oh. that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I always, I don't know, I think people just talking in the background, it just puts me at ease. Comforting's really yeah. n- nice. I, I felt similarly, again, as a kid. Yeah. Didn't like the dark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably, again, so to psychoanalyze that, there's something more there yeah but I would always have film on and oh. and that was my blanket yeah but now being self-employed a big majority of my day spent on my own yeah my own being and doing my own thing yeah so having somebody there in the background with me that's why yeah. I particularly like long format ones and why I yeah. film long format ones is because you can keep sort of dipping in and out of the conversation mm. yeah and it's just as if I've got a friend there with me for the day. Yeah, no, that is what it's like. This is why I don't harm Joe Rogan, because that's what I listen to. Oh, no! <laughs> but Leave I... him alone, everyone. <laughs> I, I like... Um, I do that, like I dip in and out. You're not, hanging, you're not necessarily hanging off every word they say. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's like a little friend just walking along with you, or like you're cleaning the shower or something is the most boring thing yeah, on earth. that's a good thing and yeah it's just somebody there isn't it it's helped me discover who I am yeah as a person yeah though, because I get to be reflective and maybe at yeah. times when I was a bit younger I'd believe everything they said yeah but then when you mix up podcasts and people and personalities and then you go back to some yeah and you've lived life a little bit as well and made yeah. a lot of mistakes then you can be reflective of do I agree with that? How does that feel to yeah. me? What's that saying to my gut? Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing of them. They're Definitely. so nuanced and so explorative. Yeah. And I, I enjoy that part of it. Yeah. Um, but I can get that in music too. I can definitely try and think about what journey that artist is on yeah. and how they're telling it and how that sort of fits into my life. But hearing it in a long form, yeah. I'm getting a little bit more depth with it. Conversation. I agree. You settle into it a bit more. Yeah, yeah that's a great word. Yeah, because I've heard, well, there have been some podcasts where I've thought, oh, that sounds amazing. That's right up my street, but it'll be like 15, 20 minutes long. Mm. And I'm like, no, mm. I need one hour plus. Yes, yeah. I don't know what it is. I like the deep dives. So if you were to say, do you know what? 
I like this yeah. podcasting, this game, this might be for me. Yeah. Do you have an idea of how you'd set your podcast up and how you'd want to talk and what about and content? I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to suck up, but I really like what you've done. Oh, that's really sweet. I'll take Just that. In, <laughs> because it, I don't know, like it's very comforting. It's warm and it feels like really friendly, like listening. I listened to a few episodes before coming today did oh, my homework yeah. <laughs> and um I don't know I just think any podcast that makes people feel like at home and they can be themselves and just chatting about normal stuff mm. I think is really important um just normal relatable people that I don't know if they're inspiring in some way and I think being normal and honest about it mm. is really inspiring that is inspiring and uh, yeah the truths behind yeah. it yeah not every day sunshine and rainbows no exactly yeah you want to pluck from that knowledge don't yeah. you there's um oh, sorry no no you go I like it <laughs> I can't remember what it's called now um I think I came across it because Brene Brown was talking about it but there's a whole podcast that's about um, really successful like entrepreneur people and it's about their biggest failures oh really oh, I'd yeah. like that yeah, I'd like I'll, that a lot I'll find it I can't remember what it's called but it's really interesting and they talk about it and how they got over it and what they did and it's it's really just you see them in a different way and it makes you realise like they're human they're human and it wasn't all like roses and stuff it's really interesting it's what I like about some of my favorite artists yeah that even to leave all their old content out like one yeah. of my favorite spoken word artists would have been sort of Scroobius Pip in the day if you've ever heard of Scroobius Pip mm -hmm. he's got a podcast that you'd quite like okay. uh, again everything you just described then is his um, but he left all his old material there yeah and some of it I went back to the old stuff, so yeah. he must be in his later thirties now. Sorry yeah. if you're listening to this and you're definitely like <laughs> twenty something. Oh, no. <laughs> you just look dead old. <laughs> but no, he's, he's definitely in his his later thirties, and I must have gone so far back in his YouTube archive to the first stuff, so yeah. early eighteen nineteen, and it was a bit rubbish, really. Oh. Some of this stuff, but. That was the beauty. Yeah. I'd learnt from that. I felt like that was achievable. Yeah. And because he kept all his honest stuff there and just didn't go back through everything, delete, and yeah. I just saw this really polished, beautiful version of him. Yeah. But I saw the whole journey. Yeah. It made me feel, oh, do you know what? I could do yeah. that. I've, I've definitely feel I've got that about me. And to hear people that are, that are inspiring or yeah. this, this article that you aim towards to get them anecdotal stories about making mistakes yeah. or look at this piece of art that wasn't very good, but yeah. I built from it. I think that's so important. And yeah. just hearing people's genuine truths rather than this nice cleaned up truth that I'm yeah. trying to portray. And I think I, the other thing I love as well is when people are like, oh, this is, if it's an artist or something like a painter, they're like, this is a painting I did. It's so rubbish. I hate it. I'll never show it. And you're like, that's amazing. Mm. That also gives me, I don't know, a bit of comfort because, you know, when you're doing your own stuff and you're like, that is absolute trash. I can never show that. Mm. It It's interesting that other people yeah. think that about stuff that they you think is amazing. And it just shows art is so subjective that mm. 
you don't have to be so hard on yourself maybe that yeah finding yourself and being authentic is, yeah it's a beautiful word mm. with the authenticity when i met you you brought that vibe to the bus oh, <laughs> you just put a nice person energy oh thank and you and talking to you i think you can get it quite quickly when you go oh this person's agenda is just be nice yeah i, I like what i like here yeah. is me have you had to discover that through time or has that always been sort of given to you? I think I've always, um, I used to be really quite shy, but I don't know if that was just like, you know, you go through the teenage years and it's all like tricky. <laughs> I think I've always, I've used to feel quite nervous about, oh no, what if people, worried about what people think. Mm. Whereas now I'm just like, I've, I'm over that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, what a hurdle. <laughs> yeah, and I just think, well, this is who I am. So yeah. I know I'm not a bad person. That's just then it's sort of the it. um, the process of elimination. Then isn't it? Yeah. Because if they're not going to get on board with it, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that really is due to you. Yeah. Hmm. I, th- I think as two artists, or we we like to create music. It might be one of the biggest pitfalls in people that I meet mm. that want to appease everybody and make everyone like yeah. them. Have, have you met that on the way as well? Um, for me or other just, people? Just, yeah, when I'm having these conversations in podcasts, yeah, a, one of the biggest hurdles that I find artists have to overcome at some point yeah. is that sense of not everyone's going to like you. yeah. Um, and I was just going to ask you how you got to the stage you got to where you yes. felt, well, I don't care anymore, I was yeah. just going to do this. I think <laughs> because I felt that to the extreme of mm. feeling like people might not like it, people might not like me, or um, I'm not what people are expecting, or all those kinds of things were just the whole overarching theme is worrying what people think. Mm. Um and then the effect of that is they're not doing what you want to do or create what you want to cre- create, be who you are. <clears throat> that is so much more painful than not do- than if someone just didn't like it. Mm. Um, and because yeah, I think because I spent so long being like, oh, it, it, there's too much risk of like putting something out there, and if people don't like it, it's going to be so damaging to me. Mm. But actually, the effect of not doing what you think you're put on this earth to do yeah yeah or like yeah or like following I don't know just your dreams and aspirations it's just so stifling Mm. and in the long run I think is just way more painful than someone saying oh that's not really my cup of tea so do you feel you have found your why um I think so I think I find my why either when I'm out performing or I'm just jamming at home, mm. or I love being in the studio because it's like it's like a free pass to just yeah. really self-indulge and just make your own music. Got the headphones on, can't hear anybody else. Mm. Um, I think in those moments that where I, that's where I find the why. Me looking at you doing your why, which be music. Yeah, I I feel when I've seen you at your most authentic. Is on the piano. You you do funny music as well, don't you? Some of it comical. 
Oh, I've seen those. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some of them videos, but I thought you look like you're having a really good time. I right was, there. yeah. <laughs> That's when I I really enjoy seeing somebody in their element. Oh, okay. And they're like, I'm good at this. I'm going to turn it into something humorous, and yeah. I'm going to go. But have you got any? Moments then when you maybe perform live or been at an event and you thought, uh, have you seen that film Soul? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? That Good, taught it? me a lot. Yeah, it, 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 I was like, oh. So I've been doing this game of life not very well. Oh, then. no. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But, um, yeah, even him as a jazz player, yeah. he, he missed a lot of stuff through that. But yeah. have you had any beautiful gigs where you were like, I am in the moment here. This yes. is genuinely what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Yes. Uh, can I say two things? Please do. So the first one, uh, very recently, um, in November, I did this super amazing event, which I literally can't even believe happened. Hmm. But um, I, so my first song, Hear Me Out, um, basically uh, my day job is I work for De Montfort University. Um and then I sent that track around a few colleagues and I was like, that was bold for me. Mm. I'm like, oh, see what you think. Absolutely was ready to delete any reply email that came back. Mm. Um, but <clears throat> my manager was really, really supportive and like, I'm really, really grateful to him for just, yeah, being so supportive and encouraging. And he was like, oh, do you want to work with um, one of our partner musicians, like who's an incredible, like top violinist for the Philharmonia Orchestra, mm. um, and he'll do he could do like a string arrangement or something. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> of course, um, which was amazing. So Adrian Varela is the violinist. He did this incredible, beautiful string arrangement for a small. Well, actually kind of medium-sized string ensemble there was about nine of them um and it, I don't know how he did it but we just basically had a chat about the song he'd obviously heard it agreed to do it and I was like wow thanks um and he just managed to create something I could have never have heard in my head but it was exactly what mm. I wanted and it was exactly what the piece needed to just lift it mm. Um, and then we performed it as part of this event. Uh, so I did a talk about, um, the song and like what I'd done to get to that point and mm. kind of rediscovering identity in yourself as an artist. And then we performed the piece live. So I was on like a little baby grand piano. Then mm. there was the string orchestra and it, it was in a church. It just sounded amazing. Wow. The, they we had some incredible string players obviously adrian was like conducting it and um yeah mm. oh getting lost again in the moment it was <laughs> getting like shivers then I it was, was like, really oh, build me up build me up yeah because <laughs> that song is about giving yourself a chance mm. and that was the one I'd, the first one i'd written really s since like a long time and um yeah that was mm. the that was a moment where i was like Maybe I could be that person that wow. I wanted to be. Oh, yeah. That reminded me of that song, This Is Me. Oh. <laughs> Have you seen that video of them like, That's pitching it? That's what I was going <laughs> to get to. Because I'm going to say a controversial thing, yeah? Go on. 
I didn't vibe the film. Fair, it's hugely. fair. Hugely. <laughs> it's a fair comment. The, the kids that are going to go to schools yeah. absolutely love it, come and sing bits to me and talk Did about they? stuff. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's good, wasn't it? <laughs> but, but that moment mm. where they're pitching it and before, oh, yeah. that get, you can't not get no. emotional towards yeah. that. That's pure, really pure. It's, Oh, it's amazing. So that's what I was... Honestly, while you were explaining everything you went through in that performance, yeah. that's what was in my head as a reference <gasps> point. Oh. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> was it that good? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that video so much. Have you seen mm. the one they do from now on as well? Probably. Yeah. I think I have. My, uh, my friend, who my colleague as well, um, came over for a night yeah. and was just playing all them different videos <laughs> to me. Yeah. We were doing that. Uh, it was in lockdown. Me, Tom and my friend Becky, we were in a little bubble and we just were watching videos like singing along so loud. Oh, wow. It was, oh. Uh, it was because I told him that I didn't like the film yeah. and he just wouldn't rest on it. He's like, no, come on. <laughs> so he'd, he'd show me all the background bits. Yeah. And the two guys that produced a lot of the music. and oh. were, It was a documentary, the filmed of it. Yeah. And to be honest, he did captivate me. I was like, oh, maybe I do like this film. Yes, you <laughs> you've, do. You've caught me. Yeah. I, I'd like to talk then because you go on stages then. Yeah. And you've had these fantastic moments. Yeah. But you said you were quite a shy yeah. kid. I mean... If that's how you felt, that's just who you were. And shy, I, I have this feeling towards people that are like, come on, don't be shy, don't be shy to kids. Yeah. And I'm like, but that's who they are. Yeah. Why do we have to keep telling kids you're too much of yeah. this or you're not enough of this? Let them just be who they are. But then I suppose it's when it hinders your life where you could be doing something you want to do yeah but you won't get yourself in them positions because you do feel you don't belong on that stage or you, yeah. you just can't bear being on a stage and people looking at you yeah did you have to overcome some hurdles then for yourself because not because people were telling you don't be shy I yeah. don't like that but for yourself you were thinking I need to not be this shy because I want to be able yeah. to perform that makes definitely. sense as a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. Um, I have so many thoughts while you were talking just then. Because... why podcasts are great. I know. Uh, I'm going to be here for like hours. <laughs> Please. So um, when... So I was really shy, um, particularly at school. Um, not with my like close friends, but for example, I'd never put my hand up in class because it was just absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> But I always wanted to be that person that could. Mm. So it's not that I was so shy, I just didn't want to do it. It was just that I was so, I wanted to do it, but I couldn't because I was shy. I don't mm. know if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, it completely does. But I think with music, because I loved it so much and I I would like sing always at home. Like if my, if my parents went out, my sister was out, um, that's what I'd be doing. I'd wait until they went to Tesco or something. And I'd be like, yes, mm. this is my time. Yeah. <laughs> Going around the kitchen, like doing it all. Mm. Um, and there were a few things at school where I remember seeing people doing like plays and stuff and they'd have to do like a solo song in it. Mm. And I was just sitting there absolutely dying because I so wanted to do that. Right. Okay. And I was so painfully jealous. And mm. I was like, oh my gosh, I, I think I could do that. But I can't. There's like a 
horrible invisible barrier which won't even let me try doing it and then because I was so I never spoke my parents didn't really know I wanted to sing and stuff like I'd played piano from when I was quite young eight so they Mm. knew I was musical um but I think it was it was like year 10 or something and mm, the, the oppo- yeah the opportunity came okay where we were in GCSE music and they were like okay everyone's got to do a performance and it was an ensemble thing and I was like oh we could do do you remember when Leona Lewis covered run yes <laughs> so, I just forget something like that absolutely <laughs> um and I was playing the piano and then my classmates were singing and then I got to do like you know the bit in the middle where she like ad-libs I don't know how well you know the song oh trust me I know yeah (laughs) and I got to do that bit and um I don't know I think people everyone was like wow we didn't know you could do that it wasn't because they were like oh my god you're saying it was just like we didn't know Mm. that you was it a ever... wow moment for everyone in that yeah, moment? I think so. Yeah. Again, not like blowing my trumpet, but I remember like teachers would say, oh, I didn't know you sang. And I was like, yeah, it's like actually a really important part of my life, but I don't tell anyone. And then it's, yeah. Mm. I so, don't know if I've answered the question. No, no, you did literally perfectly. And again, I, I get why I'm enjoying this conversation because I had so many different avenues I wanted yeah. to explore down with that. But... To psychoanalyze, do you know, I suppose just as a kid, we're trying to build our identity. We don't know who we yeah. are. Yeah. And you get labeled, don't you, by other yeah. people. They put, oh, that's a shy kid. That's a this, that's a that. Yeah. And inside, we've just got an array of, am I an extrovert? Am I an introvert? Do I yeah. want to be the performer? Do I just want to sit back? Yeah. It's just we don't know. So I, I, I go into education a lot and I'm not a fan of the system to be Mm -hmm. honest. I think it could be bettered. Mm -hmm. And really helping kids understand themselves and fine tune who they are first and build that identity. What do you, who do you want to be rather than what are you going to do? And this sort of just retaining information. And yeah, yeah, I I really didn't fit that system. I Mm -hmm. was um, very naughty. Oh no. (laughs) Big loud mouth, but just didn't understand my position. And we were quite polar yeah but both of us could have been sort of better understood in our positions in that classroom and that that for it to get to year 10 yeah and a teacher to not know what your inner workings are the things that are really important to you I'd feel a little bit let down by the system there because they should already know somehow how to fetch those bits about yeah. them kids what who who are you what what do you want to do and how can we help in that discovery yeah you know, and it might have just come out a little bit sooner on that's interesting you say that actually because i i wish i don't know maybe maybe i have thought that before but but i couldn't say oh i wish this person had done this mm. but i know what you mean about so it's just a, a nuanced thought that I've yeah. had where I feel, I wonder if you could have had that grown from you yeah. at a younger time and then been put into different positions. And mm. I'm thinking of you, you had a very lucky moment in essence or a night yeah. the teacher brought it in. Yeah. What about the amount of people that gone out of school and still didn't learn about them identity yeah. and self and never had that opportunity given to them yeah to they didn't even know and yeah. didn't know so yeah i just think 
they're interesting breeding grounds, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a really interesting thought. I I do agree that that's so interesting. And I'm sure there are so many people like this that will have gone through school not really tapping into actually... It's like you had a, you had a fire burning inside yeah. of you at yeah. a young age and a lot of opportunities. Yeah. And brilliant that it did eventually come out. Yeah. But you really could have been utilising that yeah. in so many other avenues and yeah. grown you a bit more confident sooner on. Yeah. Uh, but not pushing you into the fire and being like, be confident. But I it's know. something you wanted for yourself. Yeah. Mm. I, I I agree with you about people just saying, oh, just be confident, be loud. Mm. I think someone said that to me once, be loud. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> How It's like when someone says to you, you're so quiet. Well, that's not going to make me speak, is it? No. But uh, have you any advice then? Because I have on Monday nights, um, loads of different kids come here and mm. we do workshops. We have either rappers, singers, we've had hula hooper, lots oh. of different bits. And from 11 to 14, I just try and bring a new skill that yeah. they would have never imagined before, but often from somebody that's doing it as a career. Yeah. So they have a bit more belief because... I've worked in city schools and I've yeah. worked in out in the stick schools. And the thing with city kids, they seem to have thirst, just a lot of it, mm-hmm. and ambition, but maybe in the wrong places. Okay. It could be like selling drugs or yeah. something. That's a, a vision. I've been to schools in London and they thought, oh, it doesn't matter, sir, because I'm going to do this anyway. And they've got loads of fingers in pies. Yeah. It's just trying to help find them build it into what what's going to be most optimal for them yeah but then with the kids in the sticks you find there's just a real lack of ambition Mm. they've got no belief in other than oh my dad did this job so maybe i can do this thing yeah and there's just no thought outside the box yeah so we we have these workshops here and try and just bring as much random awesomeness as we can yeah but i'm fairly well catered for the the loud ones, uh, excitable, misplaced energy. Yeah. I'm good with that. But for the ones that are there and I could help in terms of bringing, giving them a, a space to bring out confidence in, yeah. um, I don't know how to do that with being balanced with it. So do you have any advice on how adults could have helped you a little bit more in your pursuit? such a good question I think my first thought when you said it was the the thing I absolutely hated um is kind of anyone openly calling it out yeah of course which I don't think you'd ever do but you know that awful moment where like the group leader or teacher thinks they're being absolutely hilarious and they are like joking with you but you just cannot handle it because suddenly everyone's looking at you it's just I I always wanted to avoid any kind of situation where I stood out or um attention was drawn but at the same time I don't think that helped me because mm. why why was I telling myself don't be seen don't be heard mm. don't be anything why was I trying to fade into the background mm. and that's what a lot of adults then allow yeah is for the fading to happen is oh they don't enjoy that so yeah. I don't know how to approach it yeah and I mm. just think I missed out on so many things because I was 
so more afraid of what people were going to say or think or just people looking at me like you know the you know that when they first brought in those interactive whiteboards yeah <laughs> and everyone would be like can i write on the board can i write on the board and i really wanted to write on the board but i just could not face it drawing attention to myself so i wouldn't but i still wanted to really do it but then the teacher would never ask me because i never put my hand up to do it mm. so i think it's what you said about getting to know people where you can individually mm. and i think i also think it's who's in the room with them um because some i don't know mm. being selective in the moment yeah and i think part of i think giving oh it's a really tough question <laughs> i think giving them a platform perhaps where they feel a bit more in control of how they can come across. Mm, yeah. Um, I do think small, gentle nudges are good. good. Good shout, yeah. Because um, you've got to build up resilience somehow. Giving them armbands and yeah. putting them in the shallow end and letting them build from there, not yeah. just diving in. I, I think, um, yeah, I, I can reflect on an experience I had because... I was the naughty kid at school, but then I, I was just misunderstood, really. Mm. If I could have felt a bit of love somewhere, I was yeah. just playing off and stuff that I wasn't getting in certain places. Yeah. Um, but I was also labelled so many things, ADHD, dyspraxic, <laughs> yeah. and the big one was always dyslexic for me. Yeah. So being dyslexic... And I had this really militant, he was literally from the Marines. So, oh, so wow, okay. Hardcore historian teacher. Yeah. Um, but I remember this one time where, do you know, you always have to do that reading oh. in class. And it's just, yeah. you, you, right, you. Your it's turn. a ridiculous thing. And it's, it's coming round and you're like, yeah, <clears throat> trying it's to clear through. <laughs> so aggressive. Why Get up we... in front of everybody and show them how well you can read. And Why did we have to do that? It was just odd. And, and schools, I've seen, still do it to this day. So it's it's a very odd attitude. But again, I've, I've heard a teacher talk of this in a different manner. Because mm. for me, yeah, the historian guy, Mikey, get up, right? And, and left me with it for, for ages. And I was trying to read. Oh. And I couldn't. Everyone's laughing at me. And then I get angry, throw it, go and kick off, punch yeah. things. He's just given me an awful experience. Yeah. And then I'm labelled by that and it's mm. turned on to me as the, the bad one. Yeah. And I, no, I was just really fight or flight mode. Yeah. Um, but one teacher I spoke to, what he used to do is get the kids to all bring in their favourite books or mm. something, even if it was an article, but it was about rugby or music or boxing or wh whatever you loved. Yeah. And then because it meant something to you. Yeah. And then he prepped them. And if it's the, the shyest person in the class... A day or even a, a lesson before he says, you, I'll get to learn about you today. You're going to tell us Aww. a little bit about your thing. Yeah. And then because they know it, they're actually understood about yeah. it. They know the nature of what they're speaking and they're proud of it. Yeah. Then bosh, they can read it. And, it, mm. it, uh, and you can find ways of presenting it. And I just think, yeah, sometimes... All it is is a concept that we've got that's not working. Yeah. Just takes a few variations and tweaks. Yeah. And suddenly you've got a really good idea. Yeah. I really like that he said, oh, we get to learn about you. Yeah. I yeah. think that 
makes all the that's difference. A, and not just, oh, it's your turn today. Yeah. Like Doomsday's here. Yeah. It's like, oh, we get to learn who you are today and what you're about. And yeah. maybe their moment has really been waiting for being understood. Mm. Yeah. And I, that just makes such a difference in my head because, oh, we had to do stuff. Oh, I remember the first time we had to do a presentation on our own in front of the whole class. Mm. And... Oh, for me, weeks before, not sleeping. Really? Planning how I'm going to be ill on that day. Yeah. But then if you didn't come in on that day, you'd have to do it the day mm. after. Mm. Um, and it's like, I think I've had to just change the way I was thinking about it. Like, oh, we get to learn what you think about that. Mm. Rather than thinking I have to say certain things to live up to what everyone else thinks or tick the boxes or I don't know. Yeah. It, I, it's just a really tricky job, isn't it? When yeah. we've got into education conversation, yeah, hey, yeah, <laughs> spoken will to the day I die, mm. and then, and yeah, I, I do understand um, for teachers how tricky it is. You're in front of however many a day with mm. all different abilities, all different ticks, all different quirks and parts of them, yeah, and then you've got these really quiet ones and these really wild yeah. ones, and. All of them in that class need a completely different life yeah. lesson handing to them. Even the, the really loud, crazy ones just need to learn about when is the time to observe, be respectful, quiet and be a listener. Yeah. And how do you build that into them where these ones, okay, you don't want to shove them into that yeah. furnace, but we need to find approaches of how we can help them yeah. if that's what they do want as well. Mm. But yeah, I, I love this part of the conversation because it's something that I really enjoy doing. I yeah. like working with young people yeah, and knowing how lost, confused my youth was and me discovering poetry and my passion yeah. so late on, all because I'd, I'd lost somebody, uh, a friend, and I would have never discovered it. Mm. And again, I was really good at writing, but I was always told, I, I eventually just didn't let me go to English classes because I didn't know how to spell, didn't know how to write, and they just cut me off as stupid. <sighs> so I'd play up in that class because I thought, I definitely don't belong here. Whereas... Yeah. My story was bursting to come out. Yeah. I wanted to speak, I had things to say. I, I was imaginative and creative. Yeah. But it just wasn't found. It, mm. the, the, the seed wasn't in their eyes there. Yeah. And it was always waiting to be watered. But unfortunately for me, it was 21. And mm. the, the, the water got poured on like the ocean because yeah. it come from a place of absolute pain. Yeah. And, and real terror and all this and it all came at once but I'm guessing there's a lot of people that never found that purpose or passion or anything mm. because the system again is a, is a lot of box ticking and so on and it's not about individualizing it to them experiences and helping them find what they need for their mm. why I'll have to so my mum and my sister are both teachers mum, hey, mum not so much anymore. yeah <laughs> and um uh, yeah I'd be interested to know what they would say yeah I think we'd have because I, I love I go into lots of schools and speak to the teachers yeah and really the the conversations we have are fantastic and yeah. it's never of attacking teachers yeah a lot going for the perfect reason of I was I love children <laughs> I love my passion I wanted to educate that yeah but then you know systems and then having to 
get the right scores and the right this and and, yeah. and a lot of teachers. My partner's a teacher. Yeah, just feel drained from it in the end. Gosh. And the passion part becomes so far down the table that you don't really have any leeway mm. on on being an individual and creative. Yeah, mm, I, I, you can tell I'm passionate on my yeah. sister. But also, <laughs> can I just say a massive shout out to teachers, teachers. because the, and people like you working with children and schools and things oh, tricky job it's so so hard mm. um i used to work for do you know nottingham music service i don't so um music provision in schools whole class ensemble that kind of thing and i just just shout out to all the teachers yeah. out there because I, I just it's such a all-consuming job i think it's an amazing profession that's how we, that's how we got there really because i was thinking of you and how you are as an artist and you love it so much. Yeah. I clearly feel that in you. And I, I just, I was interested in that journey of how sounds close you were to never find yeah. or expressing that. So good on that teacher as well that sort of yeah. made it a, a moment for you. And it, it started to sort of spill from there. Yeah. So then it spilled over. Yes. And this is odd then now because you are confident. I'm talking to you and I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> I am now, I think. Mm, what but happened? I just, I think it was a slow, like, just descent. I, I think that sounds really tragic, sorry. <laughs> but I think um, it's very easy once you start going down the train of thought of perfectionist thinking. Um, particularly, I think, because my background with classical piano mm. which I absolutely love and I loved all my lessons with Mr Horton nice amazing jazz pianist look him Ooh, up okay I will um I absolutely loved that and then we I did all the grades and stuff um and so it just suddenly became more about creating the perfect thing in the perfect moment and just being afraid to like fail Mm. um I did music at university and I did so I did piano performance and those recitals should have been like my best day ever because I'd spent a year learning those pieces which I loved like I loved all the repertoire I did apart from one Beethoven sonata mm. but we'll just move on mm. um uh they should have been an amazing day but some of the worst days because I had just felt so stressed leading up to it mm. and didn't manage that very well at all. And so suddenly my most important thing didn't feel successful anymore. Mm. And so that then became, oh, it's painful to do this. So I'm not going to do it because I'm not getting the results that I want. Satisfaction from it. Yeah. Mm. And then one of the things that like I was saying about the podcasts and stuff that I've learned is because I wasn't doing it for myself. I was doing it for oh. other people well, in the sense of, the podcast. Yeah. I like this. It was sound bite. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was doing it not because I absolutely loved every sound I was making. I was doing it because I wanted to achieve that thing or like that grade with it, or I should be this kind of performer or whatever which I think is very easy to fall into the trap with classical music mm. um for me that's just my experience of it because everything 
in some ways everything is really prescribed like it's all the music is all there yes you have to interpret it you have to put your meaning behind it but when I was preparing for those recitals it felt very much like I would do that and then it would be like no because that's not really what the composer was intending and I was Mm. like right how do you know Mm. (laughs) and I think it yeah that's when it sort of started to make me think oh maybe maybe I'm not vibing with this that's not the right word at all. <laughs> it sounds perfectly right something wasn't if it doesn't feel right yeah. it's not vibing it's not vibing whereas the before not I, i'd always felt like when i was learning repertoire i was like this is my jam i get it but suddenly mm. i didn't get it anymore i didn't understand it and i think also because i'd that would have been my main focus and it's going to university I found it so hard to just do everything I wanted to do everything but I just couldn't so I'd been focusing really hard on my classical playing and stuff and then um I wasn't doing my pop stuff but Mm -hmm. I kind of was in my head like oh but I still do that but I wasn't doing it Mm. and then suddenly the classical stuff was just becoming stressful and so I just kind of stepped away from it without even really realizing Mm. and wasn't like I would so I've completed, I got through all the recitals somehow and it's really like, it pains me a lot to think about them because the first one I did, I was I was happy with. We did, we tended to do two a year. I was there for three years. And then just the others, they just weren't anything that I felt mm. pleased with at all. And it just felt like a real uphill battle the whole time because I was like, I know I can do it. But because of how I was, what I was presenting, I didn't feel that other people thought I could do it, mm. and so just things yeah. started disconnecting, and then I didn't know what to do post university. Still, don't, I just don't know what to do. <laughs> what was it you were doing at uni? M- music, music tech. Yeah. Uh, music tech or music? It was music as like a BA, so okay. kind of it's in the school of humanities. I think it was. Mm, okay. Yeah. So. You going there was the impression you were going to be a musician of some description. Yeah. That was what you were hoping to come out with. I think so. You've I, been yeah. and got this qualification. You've been on this journey, met loads of musicians. Yeah. And you felt, oh, this is going to set me up for yeah. getting places at, at theatres or different yeah. places. You, I just mm. thought, like getting on a train I'll mm. just get on that yeah. and then I'll go somewhere which is perhaps probably a really naive way it, of thinking when a bit squee-whiff yeah yeah <laughs> that's how you describe it yeah okay so you didn't feel good from that yeah what age are you here in the timeline 18, so I finished 19? yeah I finished uni when I was 21 feeling fairly lost then yeah and confused by the whole experience yeah not going the way you wanted yeah does that mean you spent a lot of time outside of music then. Yeah. So, um, you said 29 now, that correct? Yes, 29 now. Yeah. Okay. So the, cause there's a bit, a bit of a gap there then, isn't there? Yes. Right. A long gap. So I basically just kind of pretended that, oh, it's, you know, that's just not really what I do anymore. Or, or I kind of told myself like, oh, I still have that as my little special thing, but I'm not going to do anything with it because if it, gets harmed like it has been I've lost everything mm. but I also think that's where my tendency to be like a black and white thinker or perfectionist and stuff didn't help me because why did I think that 
it would just go away mm. if something bad happened. <laughs> and then because it, I just I was working um, in like a normal nine to five job, um, was exhausted from just working. <laughs> <laughs> just the daily grind. I'm tired of feeling tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm. But obviously having a nine to five job like takes a lot of time and I would always think to myself right when I get home I'm going to do a bit of practice and I never would or if I did I would expect to be able to sit down at the piano and just play what I used to play to that level Mm. and because I couldn't then I was like oh I can't do it anymore Mm. what if it's just kind of gone and then um it was the same with singing I was like but I haven't really I, I didn't even listen to music for ages it's really weird I just I wouldn't have anything went on. went the exact same thing when I stopped doing music for a while. Isn't it really yeah. weird? I don't know Probably why. Probably a bit of um, envy yeah. towards the ones that did go and do it as yeah, a career. Yeah, I think it is that. Anyone of success and you think, oh, I could have done that. Yeah, it's just too painful, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Um, especially, no, I'm not going to mention any names, but you know when you hear some stuff and you're like on the radio that would be number one yeah, and you're yeah. like, okay <laughs> <laughs> what you doing there yeah. <laughs> just because i know so many yeah. amazing people that i think deserve to be there and i'm like yeah. oh, okay um but yeah i just completely it was this constant struggle of i'm gonna do it i'm gonna smash it later and then i never would mm. and then it just became a bit i think i felt quite a lot of shame from that yeah like if people asked me sorry it's getting really deep it's good so that, honestly these are the levels we need, okay. need to explore <laughs> if people ask me oh what do you do i'd never say i'm a musician i would mm. never say oh I'm, I'm a pianist i'd say if they pushed it i'd be like oh yeah i can play piano mm. I'd, I'd do a bit of singing which is so unfair to myself because mm. that's what i am that's who what, what i'm about in life yeah um and then, yeah, I just kind of got so detached from it and it started to eat away at me, I think, because I always had this horrible sense of something like I should be doing something else, mm. which I couldn't I couldn't put my finger on what that was. Like I'd always be looking for another job and I thought, yes, that job will make me feel like I'm progressing in life mm. or like that's a career path for me. I'm not worthless. Uh, yeah, but then mm. when I think about how I felt coming back to music and doing it, that's why nothing ever fulfilled me because this is what I should be doing. Mm. And everything else was just like numbing and did, running away did from you, it. Did you get um, quite depressed in that lull? Yeah. Were, were you have a really low sort of energy, different vibe? <laughs> I don't... Uh... I don't know, low energy, but certainly I think my personality and like how I, I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's a lot of the reason why I have a lot of anxiety now Mm. because things just kind of got a bit muddy. Mm. Um, And like with my family and friends and stuff, I just just seem to be very stressed all the time. Mm. And like always thinking I should be doing something else or pushing myself really hard into the wrong things, I think, to run away from the fact that I wasn't doing what I really wanted to do. Mm. I I think that's um, a big factor. There's many factors for people feeling in a a low space, a depressed way, but to not be pursuing 
what it is you're on this planet to do yeah uh, feels like a, a, a huge factor behind a lot of conversations I have with people. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, try you know, at the gym, I want to be that sort of chatty person. And yeah. particularly with men, you know, we don't open up about yeah. our emotions, our feelings, how we're, we're actually at. Yeah. And maybe because I put it on a platform a lot and people know I'm quite a sensitive fella, I do, I get particularly a lot of men coming to me really? and having conversations and saying sort of how they're feeling that's great and it, it feels that's nice amazing, a, little, yeah. <laughs> a lot of energy a lot of the time sort of coming over i'm thinking yeah oh, i just, just want to chat about um, <laughs> some, some of daft for a minute now. Yeah. it's always such a like now a, a beautiful nature yeah it's where my, my soul feels good when we're having deep and meaningful chats but uh, I miss a bit of trivia, so yes. <laughs> you can get there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when when we are having these conversations, that feels like a big element is mm. just not understanding their purpose on this world yeah. and what they're meant to be doing. It doesn't have to be your job either, Yeah. but making sure it enters your day yeah. in some part yeah. is so important. And so, same for me. I like lots of different things and yeah. just that's who I am. It's being sporadic and movement. Yeah. But a, a big element of my, my life, I love boxing. I love oh. gym and yeah. getting that aggression out. Yeah. And if I, I've not had that in my day yeah. as a non-negotiable to do, yes. I feel a different way. With and you. as soon as that starts mounting up and mounting up and mounting up, yeah, it becomes a real problem for me. Yeah. So yeah, you you just need to sort of have a bit of a list of who am I, what am I about, yeah, and then start like making sure in some way in that day a part of it's entered. I've got, I've got the perfect yeah. po- podcast episode that you need to listen Mate, to. I'm, I'm in. like Where? on the edge of my seat. Yeah. <laughs> so classic me can't remember the, <laughs> can't remember the name of the guy but it's Brene Brown did an interview with him awesome and um his book is about habits mm. and I was like okay <laughs> I was like this isn't going to be something that you know reaches out to me but I'll listen to it because it's Brene life-changing really so he says oh there's a great quote but he's basically like every everything you do in your day casts a vote for the person that you want to be Mm. so Mm. it's about like the little things mounting up Mm. forming your identity for example if he's he talks about a whole range of different examples but he's like if you want to be um a healthy person or you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to gain weight or whatever um he was like instead of saying i have to be this person and thrash myself hell for leather um he's like just do just say to yourself okay what qualities does that person have so Mm. they obviously must eat quite well they obviously must be active they must be committed and dedicated so he's like right they need to be committed and dedicated to the exercise i'm just going to do 10 minutes every day Mm. and that casts a vote Mm. to being that person or i'm just gonna eat whatever more vegetables and stuff i'm kind of losing my train of thought here (laughs) but it was so it was so good what he was talking about and it was also that thing of what do you need to do in your day to make you feel more like yourself Mm. which what you're saying about the gym like i definitely have to do something active like that 
And also I really notice if I've not played piano and I haven't done it for a few days mm. and the cats have left muddy paw prints <laughs> on it. Um, even just doing a few minutes of that will yeah. really help me for the rest of the day. Like you said, just transforms your headspace. It's just pushing yourself to that position as well, isn't it? Cause yeah. I bet we all reflect on that moment you've got back from where you are knackered yeah and you, it's so easy to just sit on the sofa watch yeah. something play a game have done with which maybe to a degree that's a part of yeah. what the character needs but if i can have a knackering day yeah think oh i don't want to do this but i'm going to go to the gym within two minutes i'm not even exaggerating there of punching the bag yeah and doing some press-ups I feel electric. Oh. Something's woken inside and yeah. I, I'm gone. oh, this is just overcoming that feeling yeah. is so important. Yeah. And and yeah, just being true to yourself. And I, yeah, I, when I um hit, I, I got really depressed at one stage and I, mm. I couldn't get out of my bed mm. at moments. But that that building process of getting outside of it don't they don't have to be massive no. huge jumps yeah they're just small quick steps up like today i'm gonna clean myself yeah feel fresh dress nice yeah groom myself a little bit and just go for a minute walk with a mm. podcast on like maybe 10 minutes 20 minutes because uh, in my head i'm always that all or nothing guy and it would be yeah i'm either gonna be doing a marathon yeah Going, I need to do the 26 miles yeah. or nothing. Faster, and, every yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, and, it, you know, consistency is key. Yeah. And it doesn't really last out, does it, when you're absolutely hammering no. tongue in it? Yeah, that's something he says. He's like, consistency is better than intensity. So going back to your timeline then, did you start to implement these things to get back to the train and the track of who you are and what you want to be doing yeah so in lockdown the first one um I'd been chatting to my sister just uh, you know about life because she lives in New Zealand and mm. it was so funny because Good girl <laughs> yeah um the so whole where, whereabouts just to... Auckland obviously oh. they all live there. <laughs> I, I did New Zealand oh so, yeah. did you love it where Beautiful was your place. favorite place the south yeah i think so um what where is it you often people go skiing there um we did actually we went to queens wanica, i think oh like nice. not been to wanica don't, i don't think so okay <laughs> oh i want to go oh, yeah um yeah so she lives in new zealand and it was really funny because everything that was happening here was happening there mm. and it was like she was down the road ah. because we were talking about the same stuff and yeah she was the other side of the world but Crazy. it felt really close um and we were talking about oh what we're we gonna do and she was like you know you're never gonna get this time back again because i was working from home um obviously i was working i just like to go <laughs> <laughs> but evenings weekends lunch break you're just in the house aren't you yeah um and she was like if there's something you think you could do or you want to do like now's the time and just something about it clearly stuck with me and I just thought I'll just try like singing and playing and I like even my partner Tom um I hadn't really done that in front of him I'd done it a little bit you know the odd time where I'm like Tom watch me sing <laughs> two cats and Tom yeah literally my audience it. VIP screenings <laughs> but I don't think I'd ever done it seriously um 
and then I was like oh, I'm just gonna kind of dabble in that and then I started because I was getting so flipping bored working from home on the laptop I was like I cannot motivate myself and then I was like oh what can I do is as a little break and then I started being like I'm gonna make sure I practice piano every day mm. um and instead of doing what I'd done before I was like I'm gonna do two hours and when I get home um I'll get I'll like run home from the train station then I'll do two hours of the piano then I'll have tin- dinner and then I'll do a bit more and then I'll go to bed which yeah. is never gonna happen <laughs> is it um I was like I'm gonna do 10 minutes once every hour Okay. And I tr- I did do that. Well, that was quite amb- ambitious in the end. Mm. But I was like, it got into the habit of half 10, doing 10, 15 minutes. And I just absolutely loved it. Really? It was okay. like a whole new experience because I was like, God, there's not this pressure of trying to do this. It's like, I'm just going to use this 10, 15 minutes to like, just do a little bit mm. and just get back into the habit of it. Um, and just be a bit more mindful about it I think I think yeah. I got into the habit of just playing mindlessly and then coming away not feeling fulfilled whereas now I'm like right let's use the time mm. so I started doing that um, and I think slowly it just kind of reminded me about what I wanted to do and what mm. was important to me and then yeah. when you had them uh, 10 minutes to do did you ever start eating into time because you get oh, lost in it? Oh, all the time, it's yeah. good, isn't it? Yeah, and I loved that. There's no that. feeling like that. Yeah, because mm. I remember sitting in the practice rooms during my degree and I'd book it for two hours. Why did I book it for two hours? Because <laughs> I would just clock watch and that's so sad. I could have been really absolutely loving it and enjoying yeah. it. But because I'd said to myself, right, I've got to be here two hours, that was what my focus was rather than enjoying playing a beautiful instrument. I think that's when you know you found your why. Yeah. If you lose all concept of time, yeah, that's a good indicator, isn't it? To yeah. Knowing what you should be doing. Yeah. I have it with a uh, filmmaking sometimes. I remember when I first got into it, and I've got Final Cut, and yeah. I'm looking at sort of YouTube tutorials. I never sort of did further education, yeah. but I knew what I wanted, what I enjoyed anyway. Yeah. So then trying out um, a bit of film again later down the line yeah. after being charged way too much for videography. <laughs> and so I'm just thinking, what? I can do that. Yeah. So, some great videographers as well, though. Um, but I thought I'd give it a go for myself. So the early days of doing it yeah. and then having to watch the YouTube video, pause it every two minutes and go, right, literally got to do exactly what he did, yeah. put it in there, go again. And I remember... Um, because my partner is a teacher. Yeah. And she just finished uni, just got um, her first school, actually. Aww. And when she'd go into this school, she'd be getting up at probably half five. Yeah. Do you know, it's like wow. a good new first job. You've yeah. got to be ready for everything. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'd go start working at maybe nine yeah. at night p.m. Then I'd be saying, oh, I'll come to bed in a bit of it. And there was one time where she just, went down and went to work and I've, I've been working all the way there? through and I just couldn't believe it. It was wow. such a weird sort of quite trippy moment where I thought I'm like a little gremlin in this <laughs> cave, but I, I was just enjoying it so much. I think the shot was um, an eye shot. Do you know the one where you go through someone's eye and that goes oh, into the scene? Yeah. I was just really excited about <gasps> that and it worked seamlessly oh, and, wow. and beautifully, but it took me a long time to sort of, get how to do it yeah um it was a good transition and the the music video was an awesome one it was local healers if you know them 
I think I've heard yeah, that. Yeah, hip-hop duo. Oh, okay, yeah. Have they been smashing on it. the podcast? Yeah, back I in think, the day we did do one, yeah. Oh, I think I did see, loads yeah. of work with them. Oh. But what I, I really like to put in my effort and time with their stuff because they put so much into what they're doing. Yeah. You feel, if I'm going to make a video for you, I want it to be as... To, to match what your energy is to, to your art. Yeah. So I put in a lot of time for them. And yeah, it was just a funny moment. Oh. I do on the treadmill a lot. I, I start writing now. Yeah. Um, not editing, but uh, I write my poetry. Yeah. And again, I'm, I'm an hour in and I think, oh, double whammy. That's so, <laughs> I try and um, write like lyrics when I'm out. Yeah. Do you write them or do you speak them? Bit of both. Do you know if I've got a cool hook? Yeah. I'll try and... Because I'll forget how I, I did it before. So yes. I'll sing the hook sometimes. Have you got a million voice notes on your phone? Yeah. I, <laughs> they're all, all misplaced <laughs> and all dead cringy now when I go back to it. I'm like, what did I do that for? I know. But there's a gem in there. Yeah, always a Just gem. Just sifting through the weeds. <laughs> but mainly, yeah, writing and yeah. stuff. Typing is my oh, writing now. Nice. I, that, the writing process came from when I wanted to remember it. Yeah. So I type it all out. But then when I thought, oh, this is the article now, this is the finished piece, yeah. then I get the pen and paper and write yeah. it all down. So I'm going back through it and yeah. it, it sort of sticks in then. Do you know that um, poem that you said you'd watched before, yeah. the Life's Beautiful Game? Yeah. It's like 10 minutes. I used to perform that a lot. Yeah. Um, but that took me ages to sort of Memorized get. Memorised it. But it was, I just, I wrote it down and then put it to a side and then wrote it down again. And yeah. I just kept writing it all the time until it sunk in and I not forget it. That's how I memorise stuff. Really? Um, and I don't know if it's because, you know, <laughs> you know, this is going back many, many years. But if I heard a song I liked or I had the CD and the lyrics weren't in the little Oh, yeah, book, yeah, yeah. I'd be sat Getting there it, writing yeah. it out. What pausing it? Yeah, yeah. Probably got it wrong most of the time. <laughs> I love that. Uh, no. Have you seen Peter Kay do a sketch on that? No. It's where he, he plays all these famous songs. Yeah. Um, and then sings all the wrong lyrics to them. Oh. What he thought they were for years of his life. It's and... just nonsense, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, right. That makes a big difference to me. Like if I, when I go out and do gigs where it's like covers, my notebook is all handwritten of the lyrics. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if it's because your brain just like orders it in a slightly different way. Yeah, I suppose brains act differently, don't yeah. they? But ours where we've been polar before in that side yeah look there's our connection crossover. Our crossover yeah we're like a wave me and you yes we are <laughs> but then we pull away again because i love to like kind of free write and yeah. i handwrite no, rather than type no i still do that oh okay love a free write oh love a free did write. you learn that in uni did no really? i just I think it goes back to maybe when I used to have a diary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, makes sense. And just being like, school was rubbish. I'm so annoyed, which it sounds really like silly and trivial, but it did help me a lot. Meditative, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I learned free writing later down the line, but then I realised, oh, I used to free write just not knowing yeah, me. That's, yeah. I had a break at one time and I literally, the, the mental jargon Isn't it? that just fell onto the page and I wouldn't stop. And yeah. then suddenly, as it started off as this very sort of aggressive or yeah. just 
not what I really wanted to say, peace. And then all the truth started coming out and I got to rationalise it a little bit better. Yeah. It, it was a, a really cathartic tool. It is, isn't it? And like 26 years of age, I go to a writer's workshop and they're like, here, we're going to do this thing today. I'm like, oh, <gasps> sh- you've been doing it? <laughs> I knew that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I didn't know if that's mm. what it was called either. Uh, it's, it's a... Yeah, great tool for artists. I, yeah. I listen to quite a few interviews with people now, and I'm, you know, the old in um, BBC introducing. Yeah, and I, th- I th- must be at least more than fifty percent of the time the artists that are chatting. Yeah, all use that as a bit of a, a tool. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's a good one. It is really good, and I like the fact that um, you can't erase it. You can mm. cross it out. Yeah, but um, like if you were doing it on a computer, you could just backspace it if you hated it but you actually can't do it's that on there. a piece of paper yeah. so yeah you might not never you might never use it but i like to see where mm. it's gone so you've we've been through your shy stage yeah then we went through your in music at university falling out of love with it in essence a yeah. little bit then we went through the lull yeah and you started implementing things back yeah and music back into your life yeah are you on the stage now where it's sort of back in full flow? You're really excited about it. Lots of opportunities coming your way. Where, where's the now stage with music? We've had a nice journey with it. We so. have had a nice journey. <laughs> um, I think so. I do feel really good in myself about it because now I'm just, it doesn't matter. I say this, some days it's harder than others, but it, it's almost enough for me to know that I tried, like mm. I'm trying. Yeah. Even, you know, I don't think they're going to ask me to play main stage Glastonbury this year. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, imagine. But it's enough for me to have just done something like putting out singles, even just posting like a picture about it on Instagram mm. or I'm trying to do TikTok now. Oh, no, 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 just I really struggle with it. It's so hard. I want to be so funny, but I can't <laughs> create the funny stuff. <laughs> I'm using the cats quite a lot to like I, I, th- I think you're a, a very funny character oh, on, your, on your Instagrams and stuff. I, I like oh, how you come you. across, but yeah, TikTok. The, is it a bit contrived or, or can you be very creative within it? I think you can be really creative, but you have to be quite clever about it. Mm. Although, so I actually went to a work, well, it wasn't solely on TikTok, but do you know music in Nottingham? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they, I went to one of their workshops and Sam was did like a bit on TikTok mm. and just made it sound so easy. And he was like, you could do this, 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 this. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't done anything. Yeah. <laughs> but I think you just have to be bold and like just just do it and just mm. churn it out and something will because I've, I've scrolled down it before yeah and it was just everyone doing the same dance or the same oh no thing. it's got better it's actually really I, I was crying with laughter at tiktok recently really? yeah it's mm. it gets good you just have to i, I don't think i'm going in no, <laughs> i'm not got, diving in it got to. I, I can't I, i've I, honestly the the way my time is at the minute and how I spend a little bit here for Facebook, a little bit for yeah. Instagram. Little, I can't really go anymore on my phone. No. <laughs> it's too outside my mental capacity yeah. to actually go into it. Where I trying agree to with conduct you. a business. Yeah. Uh, to, to be really truthful for this conversation, my music side of things, yes, I'm, I'm falling in Leeds tonight. Yeah. But 
I'm I'm not desperate for that to to accelerate in any direction. I just really got to that stage where I love it. Yeah. I really enjoy it. And if the right opportunity comes along, I'll say yes to it. But yeah. I'm not diving in open mics anymore. Yeah. I'm not diving for any stage performance. But if something does ever happen, yeah. I'm more than willing to think about if it's the right thing. Yeah. But yeah, for, for that... I've just changed so much about how I'd conduct my time and obviously yeah. for my family and stuff. Yeah. It, I, I feel I've just found the right balance in everything. Teach me. I feel good. <laughs> <laughs> Teach me your ways. No, it's, a, it's a long journey. Oh, it's a really no. long journey. Um, but yeah, you just have to utilise and have certain rules, don't you, with social media? What are your rules? My, my rule now, yeah. in on this is 100% true, I call it the post and ghost and I, I i don't think this is good advice for artists that are really desperate to make it mm-hmm. quote unquote whatever that means to you yeah yeah at the minute but for me i did that tenacious diving into every opportunity yeah i performed all over the country a lot i was i didn't have a partner at the time though so i was running around just yeah. being reckless meeting people networking i've probably spent a good year and a half two years all over yeah doing that and making the connections and putting stuff out all the time and responding to stuff and meeting people and doing all that and i think there's an element of that that's brilliant mm. but where i've become now in my business in my artistry and who i am as a person it doesn't feed my soul that way anymore so mm. for for where i've got myself towards which isn't a household name <laughs> but just of a it's a, where i was happy with it to be yeah um and from that you know when it first started do you know when facebook was good oh yeah i was getting like thirty thousand, forty thousand. i was like dad look look at imagine that. the stadium now views are a little bit arbitrary aren't they mm. you don't know what's real what's yeah. not and who the right people are so for, for genuinely where i'm at now the the post and ghost leave it let it do its thing and bugger off That's and live good. your life it really makes me a happier person yeah i feel so much more present yeah a better dad a better partner all of my life has benefited from doing that but I do think there's a discussion to be had for people that want to make it. Mm. You might miss opportunities. You might have to spend a bit more time on the phone and think about how to operate it. So I understand why things like music exist and why they help people where they're at and Mm. where they want to be. But for me, if I was doing a workshop (laughs) for now times, I'd just say, listen, click, done, go, bugger off. Yeah. Uh, 50 quid, please. (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh yeah it is it is soul sucking yeah social media i'm very much in the camp of it's toxic but mm. ugh, unfortunately i think a lot of it helps a lot of people yeah. climb up doesn't it and like you say opportunities and stuff but i think that's really good that you have the boundaries yeah i think that's an important element of it yeah so set yourself some timings maybe yeah that's a good idea to be on it and then no yeah i think if i was i've got a daughter yeah and if i was seeing it was really making her struggle because she was thinking about 
posting the right content yeah have I made myself look a fool when should I be on it should I it, it would be let's put some restrictions on it let's put okay. a little bit of an idea towards it and treat it as a business you know you yeah. always have a business plan yeah we need to go here here and here so same with your social medias conduct it in that way where yeah. you need a bit of regime and rules with it I that's really useful thank you <laughs> yeah that's all I right. agree Give with it you and then it... when you get to the certain level where you feel you're at where your artistry wanted to be all along yeah do the post and ghost yeah I promise you there's no I can't better. wait for the post yeah. and ghost <laughs> <sighs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm I feel lucky because I've not got, I call it fuck you money. <laughs> I've not got that. Um, F what's, you, what's F, fuck, F, you money? fuck you money means when people, and I know a few of them, but let's even talk of Rogan-esque standard. Yeah. They don't care. Really. Right. They, they, yeah. they get, to, they are living in a great way. Yeah. And they don't have to think about, is my daughter eating tonight? Yeah. Is this going to happen? Can I get by? Yeah. They're, they're cool. They're on it. Yeah. So how they conduct themselves isn't based on a fearful premise. Yeah. They just conduct themselves. But I'm on a bit of a better escape now where I do I do videography, I do music, I've got the buses. Yeah. I'm spinning different plates and I've got a bit more consistency in my life. Yeah. So it's not fucking money, but I'm on a, a bit of a better plane sailing than yeah. where I have been before where literally you're going through Sainsbury's and you're substituting things. Yeah. Can I eat that? No, I can't have that. So I've got to have that. Yeah. As a musician, yeah. you know how it gets. Um, it's just good to get stabilised yourself, isn't it? Yeah. And then you can For build sure. from there. Yeah. That's the toss up I've always had as well, I think. Feeling like I just can't afford to throw everything into it. Mm. Um, so I've always felt like, oh no, I've, I've got to have a sensible job and stuff like that. Mm. Um and in some ways I regret that, but in other ways I'm like, actually, maybe that's just what I needed to do so that I can do a bit more of it now, maybe. We're, I don't we're, know. Just, we're in new times. So yeah. these conversations are so integral mm. and important because, you know, not long ago we didn't have any of these devices. We didn't mm. know what an internet was really. I think in my lifetime <laughs> when it used to go... The dial-up. Get off the phone. like what's the internet doing yeah well these are so recent so even all these peculiar and new opportunities and jobs that have come up yeah and and with social media how do you conduct it it is all brand new to us so we don't need to beat ourselves up at any point that we're not doing it quote-unquote right yeah because there is no right and wrong way at the moment you've just got to be really self-reflective yeah and know how it's making you genuinely feel yeah and the the thing for tiktok for me at the time was it made me feel icky when i was a part of it It didn't Mm, make me feel didn't make feel comfortable and i was thinking oh how can i be seen and that's never a good thing no. for me. Yeah. I also, uh, I got a job. Um, do you know Cal the Dragon? I shouldn't, do I say Nate? Yeah, come on. Cal the Dragon. <laughs> he, um, the Dragon. So he, I think he's got like 3 million followers on TikTok or something. Every person you've said today, I'm like, no. <laughs> it's one I didn't really expect you to know okay. necessarily, but he got really known in the football world. Oh, right, okay. Um and you got all these England internationals sort of um, talking about him 
and I think not in a nice way, but you know, it's a laugh, yeah. quote unquote. So uh, the football team that I used to play for until you know, do money in oh, old no. ACL, you know, gone. Oh, no, but I, I ended up uh, they bought him to play for the team oh, wow. to the club, and this kid literally was went for the first training session. I'm turning up with my gimbal, getting it all ready, and. One person put one picture on and hundreds of people just swarmed to the park to see him, oh, capture gosh. a glimpse of him, this yeah. kid. And it, it, and it, but it, the f- problem is, how do I say this? It's not, it's not a talent. Uh, in fact, it's the opposite of that. Um, and what ha- I felt I was involved in was a bit of a bullying campaign. Mm. It looked like. So I got out very quickly because I said, no, nah, this isn't my nature. Yeah. And I I just felt it was so ugly. But that's what gets the views. That will get the followers. It yeah. was this be, being a mockery, mockerizing yourself and just putting shit yeah. <laughs> out in there. When, yeah, there's no thought to it. There wasn't really any substance for me. There wasn't much skill involved. Mm. But that's what young people were desperate for. And I was having these conversations with all the kids I was working with. Like, sir, are you working with Cowder Dragon? Oh, my God. Sir, look. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, cool. You like that. But what is it you like? He's yeah. like, oh, he's famous, isn't it? I'm like, yeah, but what? so your ambition is... To pure to be yeah. famous, you just want to be seen mm. for doing what for for what and it, that for me is what TikTok. Yeah, at the time when I've seen it represents and and maybe I've just seen the wrong side of it, but it made me feel very uncomfortable. I know when what I was you seeing mean. It. Whereas when somebody's got a YouTube channel or an Instagram page or something, and they're really, I know the process of sitting in, yeah. writing it out scribbling it away going again and putting something out yeah it just feels cleaner it just Mm. feels like oh that's real Mm. makes sense yeah no (laughs) definitely i i know what you mean about the the whole influencer thing Mm. i I guess is what i took from what you were talking about um and yeah this idea of being famous for being famous but it's Mm. like but what just be seen yeah but then if your value is purely to be seen what to happens if mess, messy yeah. shit to, <laughs> to get noticed yeah <laughs> and like if everything is about purely looking what what meaning do you really have in life i don't know maybe that's a really harsh thing to say mm. but I, I does that them... give you purpose just to be seen mm. seen doing what it's very yeah exterior it's yeah. not like working on the inner workings and you know maybe we can say what we're saying makes a lot of sense because look at the depression rates at the minute look at the suicide rates look at that it's not a coincidence that it was sort of teetering and going in a certain way i've I've seen a lot of podcasts on this Mm. and then suddenly bop spike in both men and women Mm. bop at the exact age that social media comes in to play so I'm not to say there's a right and wrong, but mm. to see how we are conducting it, there needs to be questions asked and there needs to be a bit of a a thought behind it of maybe we need to have 
better conversations surrounding mm. it, and which I think we're having now. We are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me ranting, I'm so sorry. No, it's me. <laughs> I'm making you on. <laughs> yeah, you are. Look what you did to me. <laughs> but, okay, so we've had a bit of a chat around the social media thing, and hopefully you got some ideas to take away with oh, you I have. <laughs> when you Boundaries. ask for it. But <laughs> set your rules, posts and ghosts. But if you have an ideal existence from from here onwards mm. in the music industry do you know what that looks like would you be performing every weekend in the week sometimes i think mm, it's i should have a vision and i thought i did but actually it's a bit hazy i just want to be doing meaningful performances That's if, a good shout yeah so I don't want to I don't necessarily enjoy it if it's like something where I don't really care about it which I think I could probably say I've not done any of those um I want to make an impact I guess Mm. and good word yeah and I think that means for myself but also is in people listening like I think a lot of what I personally get out of music is empathy mm. and like a place to kind of draw out emotions or just like a place to go. And I want my music to do that. Create spaces for that. Yeah. Oh, lovely. And so I think by doing meaningful performances that it doesn't really matter how often it is. I'd love it if it was like that was my only job and I did that. I got paid mm, mm. £10,000 per gig. Nice. <laughs> Maybe more, actually. Yeah, it's not it's that good... much, is it? No, no not no. if you're dragging in the crowd. No, so. exactly. No, I I have no idea. But um, I'd love it if that was the majority of what I did my, with my time, as in like my music and writing it, putting it out there, performing. Um, I also... I just... recently I think I've realized um more about yeah just it being more meaningful and impactful rather than having to I don't know I'm just rambling on now please do this is podcast (laughs) it's what you're supposed to do I think I think I've I've said before maybe if if you love doing it and you believe in it mm. that is that success in itself to me that that's what it is to me yeah yeah defining your version of success and my favorite band fat freddy's drop okay. they're a new zealand band oh yeah okay. well, i think i saw them in new zealand as, oh, well, as, nice. as well as nottingham oh nine piece but wow. that sort of band where you listen to it and go what what's that yeah so i had to type it up once and there was 14 different genres wow and that's a good band to me that's yeah. where you go oh, get a bit of everything there yeah good band but the first album absolutely incredible mm. but because they're so diverse and like to change it up album two just not me at all oh really yeah completely not and it was so strange for me mm. and i'd been to see them in nottingham five six years ago Went to see them again, and it, 
I was so gutted because they were doing all this new stuff that just absolutely oh, didn't. No. I can say the word vibe. Yeah, <laughs> it was on the tip of my yeah. tongue. <laughs> didn't vibe whatsoever. So that was hard to deal with. But what one of my favourite songs from them is uh, Do It For The Love Of Music. Aww. And it's just a vibe and you're bouncing in. Yeah. And that message really um, genuinely rung through to me when I heard mm. that song. For a while, it was this pursuit of being seen and getting out to places and X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But hearing them sing that and the, the lyricism within it, and it's really beautiful. Yeah. Um, it made me reflect, mm. and I goes, "Oh my god, I've stopped loving it. Mm. I stopped that first moment that I picked up the pen, where it was a cathartic tool to talk about something tragic, mm. get out there, express it, feel like I'm doing something yeah. good. It, it was just doing it for the sake of it. Mm. Then, so yeah, I went back to the drawing board and just re." reevaluated everything yeah okay if i go and perform it's because I, I want to go and express something yeah if i don't have anything particularly desperate to express yeah then i'm not going to go to them certain places and mm. same with my writing process it all just turned back around to oh i just love this mm. i really really enjoy it and that that's so beneficial in your life yeah absolutely and also i think it's it sounds like controversial but i think ha- putting those almost like boundaries in place mm. do you find then it's actually really freeing because when you do come to do it you're just the, doing it for the right reason yeah, at and every just, moment yeah and you just i find i'm so much more just exploring it mm. and just having fun with it and like just playing around with whatever i'm doing rather than thinking right i've got to do this for that yeah, because then, like you said, within this podcast, you know, you put yourself in them uncomfortable situations mm. that you don't really want to be in when you maybe you're at an open mic mm. and you force yourself there and all you're feeling is this, oh, wish Res- I wasn't here. Resentment. Resentment. Yeah. And suddenly that builds up and builds up because you've not been thoughtful about your yeah. environment. But then, yeah, the more you are reflective and know who you are and what yeah. you want out of it you get to be selective in them environments yeah. and how you're doing it and I think it's important sometimes to just live life a little if you're a lyricist and an artist and yeah whatever so, but I was forcing myself to write so much mm. I identity I'd given myself I am a poet I am a writer mm-hmm. so all the time would I be writing 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 but then I had nothing to write about because I wasn't living life. Uh, I wasn't yes. with people and yeah. going to parties and doing cool things or yeah. whatever that, traveling, what that consisted of because I was just always forcing it. Yeah. So I went back to living life yeah. again, having a hiatus and guess what? Yeah. When it come back round to that moment of what I love to do, so much more to document. Yeah, you had something to say mm. about it or you felt a certain way. Yeah. I think that's so true. Mm. We, I think we we should collaborate at some yes, point. Yes, please, because I actually hate writing lyrics. I really? find it so hard. So hard. Oh, I'm surprised by that. Help me. <laughs> what do you what do you struggle oh, with? I think it's because I it's this thing I've got a weird complex about worrying about what people think. Mm. Um I worry so much because music is a bit more subjective perhaps. Mm-hmm. Whereas people 
language can be very direct and yes. I worry that people will take things really literally and so I try to be really clever mm, I get <laughs> or, yeah. or I'm just so worried about things being too close to the bone I'm like oh no I should like haze that up a bit mm. sometimes it works but a lot of the time I find it really hard I'm to... gonna lose people here yeah or just I think the words don't go with the music like they sound a bit clunky compared to what the music is. I just find it really hard. That's really interesting what you said. Yeah, because I don't do the musical side mm. and I just find beats or lo-fi sounds mm. that I really enjoy and then start the writing then. Really? So that's yeah. what you do first? Mm, I, well, really, it was always just a cappella. So yeah. I just write... As a free write, what was going on in my head, thoughts, go back through the editing process and then hope, for, well, because I know myself, Yeah, I've said what I believe in Yeah, and thus that's it, that's what you're getting. Yeah. If you don't like it, you can do one. <laughs> <laughs> if you do, thank you, I'm, yeah. I'm, I love you too. And yeah, that, that was always me. Um, and then bringing in the musicality was quite a, a long and a, a harder process because mm. I've got no musical background at all. Honestly, as soon as my rapping mates would come, put a beat on, really yeah. sort of rappy as well, I'd just go American. I just didn't oh, know really? how music works and how to fit it in. So it took so long to try and... I've got a really good friend who's coming with me tonight for the performance who's a jazz pianist oh, as well. Wow. But... It, that's what just works then because yeah. I get to talk how I would and we work around one another and yeah. I enjoy the playfulness of that. Yeah. And the, not the rigidness of now nah, I'm written on the beat. Of the yes. And yeah, it's it's just a, a, a process that I've enjoyed. So I've yeah. kept on doing it. Yeah. And suddenly you find your sound within it, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, you could help me in that regard, the more musical element, yeah. and I can talk lyrics Teach and stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think you're so right about you find your thing. Because mm. also, again, in a lot of musical training, not all of it, but certainly like Western classical, if you like, I think it's taught via like a structure of rules. And then you, it's very easy to become like, that's right and that's wrong mm, but mm. no it's not that at all like if you want to do music in that way you don't have to follow that rules I think sometimes it's helpful to learn in one system because it just gives you like a bit of a, a starting point mm. but there's there's so many times when people are like oh, oh I played the wrong note and I'm like no th it's your thing mm. um I mean it's not even just within music is it it's that's true we, yeah not to take us all the way back to education but really yeah. it is here's a question what's the answer yeah the majority of the time it's not what do you think yeah. about it and thinking in this sort of lateral way it's the quickest response to find the answer mm. and when you keep getting no 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 suddenly you shut up and you think yeah. oh, i always get it wrong or, yeah, you might get, yes, you're amazing, you're yeah. right all the time. That's, yeah. And yeah, yeah, and it's, all, it's just this, yeah, very quick route. I, I, a friend of mine's got a book called The Book of Thunks. Oh. It's awesome. But it's philosophy for children. Okay. And again, it's all it is, it's got a beautiful anecdote at the start of why he created the book, which yeah. is probably 
six or seven pages long, and then the rest of it's all these wonderful questions. Oh. But the questions being, what colour's Tuesday? Oh, love. Oh, what colour is Tuesday mm. for you? Orange. Oh, it's brown for me. Brown. Okay. <laughs> close, close colours. Close colours. Actually, yeah. <laughs> but that's it. That, that That's everyone in the room having a different answer but everyone being valid yeah and all the answers are about that journey of why you got there and who you are again it's it's just beautiful yeah rather than this right and wrong attitude and then suddenly you build an identity on i'm always right or i'm always wrong oh it's so interesting so bringing it back to music in that kind of sense Mm. so with my current job um one of my favorite things i get to do is organize like they're called social impact music music making projects, which sounds a bit waffly. Mm. It's essentially the one that I lead on is working with people with lived experience of homelessness and also people in uh, recovery from substance abuse and all the mental health stuff that that brings. Mm. And um, we do like workshops where it's basically songwriting, but we're doing it as a band and as a group. And it's led by Sigrun, Savers Dotty, I've probably really butchered her name, but she's the most amazing musician. Her company, Metamorphonics, is yeah, incredible. And she does this work everywhere, all over the world. Um and so we come together as a group, don't really know everybody, um, and we start with nothing, and then the whole process is about it's absolutely fascinating. People just say ideas, and even those people that come into the room and they're really quite self-conscious and just I really get nervous doing this project because I'm I'm afraid to have a go but everyone kind of contributes something and there's no judgment whatsoever and a lot of that is down to Sig's leadership like Mm. she's incredible it just everything gets taken in might not get used in the final product Mm. but like you were saying about the process of how you get there Mm. and then by the end of it everyone has got like a vested interest in this thing that we've all create, created together and it, you become like it, i don't know yeah I, I i love everything about it I, I think it is just finding a moment where you know who you are in that yeah. room yeah do you know what i mean and it's just finding that freedom yeah within it as well you get through to this stage where you go oh everyone else is being completely authentically yeah. them do you know what I'm just going to get on board that. Yeah, I think it's... I struggle to keep trying to be a bit of you and a bit of yeah. you. It just isn't fitting me anymore. And and being in them environments as much as possible, yeah. suddenly you get to that stage where it's like, this is exhausting trying to be anything yeah. other than what I am. That That is so true. And I, I love watching Sig work because she just, I don't know how she manages to divide up her time and just yeah. give everyone like an e- equal platform but Mm. like someone will just kind of be humming quietly how they think that like she'll just ask how should this melody go and someone will do something and she's like oh yeah and repeats Mm. it back and she's like oh can you do it again i didn't i got it wrong and i think uh, link us up oh she's she's amazing have a chatteroo yeah she oh yeah i like amazing people i met one today oh (laughs) thanks (laughs) likewise that um probably we were gonna have at the start with the uh percentage yeah how we doing we're we're in red we're brill okay right into the red and now my phone's gone (laughs) go on mikey 
<laughs> what, what a conclusion. It's all kicking off now, people. I know. <laughs> I love a little bit of crazy chaos, though. <laughs> We're nearly two hours in. Oh, God, sorry. It's been amazing. Have, yeah. you, have you enjoyed it? I've loved it so much. Would Thank you fancy you. coming back? Yes, please. I love this. Thank you so much, Philippa. Oh. Let everyone know on this camera here, oh. where can they find out everything they need to know about you? Um, <laughs> i just take this call. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so on Instagram, I'm Philippa Steel Music. Um, I'm also on TikTok as Philippa Steel Music, but you won't find anything good on there. <laughs> Um, I do have a website, pstillmusic.co.uk, um, but Instagram, I think, is the one, the place to go You're not for using me at TikTok the moment. Now. <laughs> I thought, wow, yeah. posting ghosts. You still use posting ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just throw that phone on the sofa yeah. and walk away. Thank you so much for today. I've really enjoyed oh, it. You're a lovely character. Thank you so much for reaching out and just inviting me. I, you, I felt, I feel so honoured to be you've here. You've got a great soul. Oh, you too. Guys, thank you for being a part of the Old Farm Bus, Back at the Bus Sessions podcast. I will leave you on this, and I always do. Just be nice to one another, you beautiful set of buggers. See you later. Thank you. (laughs) 